Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. She is the host of Sunday Civics right here on Urban View forever. Sundays at 9 a.m. Eastern. And she is wearing some sort of space type outfit cut out with the what is all of that? Let me welcome space expert extraordinaire. I'm giving her a new title. L. Joy Williams. Hi. <laughs> I am by no means a space yes, expert. You are gonna ex- just- yes. <clears throat> a space enthusiast or, okay. you know, admirer, if you will. Expert <laughs> to us, that's for sure. That's Cena. Cena Gazdaby is here, of course. Hey, I was, Cena. Hey. I was so happy for you because you were so happy. And today, you know, I've been following this journey. We've talked off mic, on mic about drone, you know, all of the, you do. You fly drones. I got the, the damn, uh, what you call it? VR. The, the VR thing because of you, but it gave me vertigo. So I was like, I got to put that down. I'm too <laughs> oh, old no. for this. Yeah, I'm too old for this. I'm getting nauseous. But uh, I'm, so what is it about NASA that had, that, that, first of all, how did you get invited? Where are you today? Tell the people. Okay, I am in um, Maryland right now. I've been most of the day at NASA's uh, Goodard Space Center, which is just outside of DC. And um, and I was there in the room for the live broadcast of the release of the images from the James Webb Space Telescope that happened today. Um, and so it was interesting because at one point, I think the cameras kept like focusing on my face, like there, there's some footage somewhere because I was given all kinds of oohs and ahs and oh my God, you know, like, <laughs> so they were focusing on me and I was trying, I was like, I hope I don't got nothing in my teeth. Um, but it was amazing to witness. And I cannot wait now that the images are out, like to sort of you know, get the high res and zoom in and, you know, look at the details. Um, so it was, it was really great. It's really great to be there. So what is it about space? When was it, um, you know, Carl Sagan? Like what, who, who got you psyched and geeked out about space? <clears throat> well, I am, you know, I always think about where could I have gone differently in my career had, um, this part of me, this, that interest in technology and science in general, like been actually nurtured and developed into something. Um, but I also grew it, you know, as an XR, I also grew up with my grandmother, who I'm named after, um, Joyce, who's like, you need to know a little bit about um, a lot of things, which will make you more interesting. And then you can be dropped anywhere and have a conversation with anybody. Right. And she also encouraged um, to explore all of your interests. Um, So I always find I kind of find it difficult these days when everybody is so used to being branded to this one thing. I was like, but I like, yeah, I do politics. I was like, but I draw, I paint, I build stuff. Like, you know, like, like I want to be active and my mind craves that. So for me, space. Um, is a place for me to wander. And I need that time, even in doing, whether it's political stuff or writing or whatever it is, I need space for my mind to wander, to think, what do I think about certain things? Like, how do I fit in the world? Like, I need a place to do that. And space and technology in general is that place for my mind to sort of be six, 
right? To, you know, my own six-year-old, she's just like, what is this? And how does it work? And let me break it and put it back together. And like, I, and that's where I feel like uh, space exploration, technology and things like that allows my brain that space to do it. And then the things that I'm actually good at in terms of either a profession, a talent or things like that, finds things within that space to think about something differently. And I'll give you one example, Karen. Listening to um, and watching um, the release today, a lot of the conversation was talking about how NASA collaborated with private industry, private companies, other countries, Canada, <clears throat> the European Space um, Agency as well, and how these like thousands of people working on different components, but were able to work on this one combined thing. And it made me think about like, actually most people when they're working on something or working a bit or whatever, they're working collaboratively. And this stopgap of issues <clears throat> that happens in politics where people can't get over or whatever, like doesn't really happen in other industries, in other places where human beings, where there are more people involved. So it's like, even though I was thinking about something in space, a telescope, NASA, whatever, my brain can find other connections in the work that I do um, when I allow my brain space to wander. Before, uh, Sina, I know you want to come in, but the, the image on your shirt is a honeycomb which yeah. is the way the telescope, you know, it's a honeycomb, which collaboratively bees work together to create the hive, which we're all in as human beings. Uh, we just don't know it. And that's why we're going to fail. But anyway, sorry, Cena. Hi. No, I, yeah, no, I just wanted to say, I totally, that re what you were saying resonates with me. I've grew up very similarly in the sense of like wanting to chase my interest, look at different things. I've done so many different things. People have constantly told me to just do one thing. And space for me is also an amazing place be, for me to go because I'm an anxious guy. And when I think about space, all of my anxiety feels so small through the vastness of space. And in fact, I actually do VR in, or do therapy in VR. Mm -hmm. I see my therapist in VR and we sit at a, a top a space station and I look at the VR earth rotating while I talk about my problems. And so I think space is this amazing frontier. And I, I, I'm sorry that you haven't seen the high res image yet because I was looking at it before the show today and I was emailing Smith. I was like, well, I hope we're talking about this because it, I got emotional looking at this yeah. image, zooming in on stars that are from billions of years ago. What, and just to kind of take this all as context for how we live as humans here today, how do we communicate that vastness of space and how small our problems actually are to everybody? You know, I think it takes um, exposing more people to this, right? To what we're seeing, to what we're excited about. One of the things that makes me glad is that people were excited they don't care anything about space. They don't care anything about NASA or anything like that. They were like, I was just excited because you was just so excited. And then it made me <laughs> like go down the rabbit, like it made me go look and see and be like, oh, this is actually, <laughs> like this is actually cool. Like I had people DMing me and even my own older family members that were like, tell me how to bring up the, 
with the, the, the solar system, what, what is it I'm supposed to bring up? <laughs> you know, so I, I love that, that it was an, an ability to be able to introduce that to people. And then people being able to, as you said, to be able to find their own spirit, find their own pathway within that, whether it's thinking about how small and insignificant you are in terms of the vastness of space, but then also thinking about like how unique human beings are like to, to um, so far, right. We've only know that we exist in the way that we, is it like, just think about like how like mind boggling that is that we were able to develop how we are. And even for those of us who are believers, like I'm a, yes, I'm a, a church girl and a believer, whatever. And I also believe evolution and God can exist in the same space. Like it doesn't, I was like, like if you watch and look at everything, God evolved everything. He didn't just do like instant stuff. So I don't know how you think the big bang can't exist with also like, it don't make sense to me anyway. <laughs> but, um, uh, but, but being able to, think about those things. And we have a brain that's able to think about those things, right? To expand and think about the vastness that exists, not only in the universe, but how we fit in it. It's just, a, um, it is very emotional. Um, as you say, in terms of looking, th that image of the, um, I think it was the last image, the birth of stars. Mm. Like that is like, amazing. And I was talking to um, one of the scientists that sort of works on that particular piece and also works on dark matter. And, um, uh, you know, and she was just, you know, pointing out like just small, like zooming in right to small, like insignificant, like small, you would think is an insignificant speck, but it's actually a whole other galaxy. Wow. <laughs> like or a whole other star. Can like, you share with, can you share with everyone just really quickly, like, how the, the telescope works a little bit. Again, yeah. you are our expert today. So <laughs> can you just kind of explain, because we're looking at stars from billions of years ago. Can yeah. you just kind of put put that, give us a little explainer yeah. on that? Well, this is also a good opportunity to talk about while we're talking about the vastness of space and the wonders of it, that there are human beings that developed the technology to be able to send this instrument into space to begin with. Mm -hmm. right like to just think like it's like yes this is vast and we think of ourselves as insignificant but we sent basically the james webb telescope is an instrument it's a tool just like you have in your toolbox right that you may have a flashlight um that you need to go down in the basement to because there's no other lights there's no other thing whatever and you turn on the flashlight to see what's down there mm. you know that's what i imagine telescopes as Right. We're sending something to go, go see what, go see what's, go see what's downstairs in the basement, <laughs> you know, like go see what's up in space. And so the James Webb telescope is actually, um, uh, I think they said a hundred times more powerful than Hubble, which was the, la uh, the last telescope so that it can actually see infrared light, which we can't see. Right. So it is going back in time um, because the light that we are seeing that stuff happened billions of years ago. Wow. It's just in terms of the light taking time to reach us. That's right. Ridiculous so, when you think about. Yeah. Right. That's so like, like it happened take a already. Moment, everyone, it takes that long for that light to get back here. <laughs> so crazy. Right. So like we're going 
like essentially back in time, right? To see what happened back there because if we would wait for the light to come down, we'd be dead already by the time the light of whatever happened, like happened to us. So the images, there's one image that shows um, what they call like a star nursery. It's um, where you can see stars being born and like what happens. You can, There's also another one, which is very beautiful, the death of a star, like what happens when a star dies, mm -hmm. which our sun will do, our sun will die at some point. And that was another humbling moment as well. It's just like that everything, you know, we use the word die, but, you know, sitting there and listening to the scientists talk about that, I was like, is die really the right word? Because it's transforming into like, it still exists, but in a different form. So the star dies and all of that matter right? Like all of those, you know, ions and carbon and hydrogen and all that stuff like that still exists. It just goes somewhere else. What happens? And that's why they that... say we, we are made of stardust. Like we're made of that stuff. Like it just goes somewhere else. So like, is die really the right word? Our space um, expert on the show. She's also a political expert. She's a strategist and the host of Sunday Civics on Urban View, Sundays at 9 a.m. Eastern, right here on 126. Eljoy Williams is here. Cena's here. Um, before we went to break, Cena, you were about to ask a question. Well, you were, at, you were talking about where the, the, the dust, where are these, the molecules you were talking about? Oh, I was talking about, um, you know, when stars die, you know, that everything goes, yeah, die in, in quotes, <laughs> you know, everything is still exists. It just goes to different places, right? Like um, in, you know, different uh, hydrogen, ion, like all that kind of stuff. And that's why uh, astrophysicists and scientists talk about we're made of stardust because we are. <laughs> like the car, you know, the carbon necessary to make this world and to make us like that's how we exist. So when the stardust goes over to China, does it push <laughs> the other stardust oh, out no, to America and we got a clean China stardust? Is that how that is that how that works? I'm not an expert. Uh, yeah, I feel like <laughs> if stars were sentient and we, we don't know if they are or not, but they just like what kind of what kind of mess <laughs> is this? What to, we that think to, that to that point, to that point, to that point. With all that you were able to see, and, and before we get into that, first of all, you, you know, we played a clip from you getting the letter. They sent you an email saying that you... Yeah. Okay, so first of all, Crazy. you had to apply. Was there an application process? Yeah, it was one my late night scrolling. And because I follow NASA on uh, Twitter, they had a link out and they were looking for social media influencers to come to the thing. And I was like, I got a little bit of a following, just a little bit. Let me see. So I like filled out the form and I like they got an email and I actually talked to the crew here and they were like, oh, my God, we when we read your um, submission, we were like, she has to come. And so I'm wait, like, you had to write like a little essay? No, um, it was literally just a paragraph. It was like, why you want to come? And I was like, because I like space and um, <laughs> because I want like I have this show and, you know, I plan to do an episode for Sunday Civics on the civics of space exploration because people forget NASA is a government agency. That's right. It is That's not right. some like it's not no private entity, like all of the data, Karen, that is being released from um, the telescope being out there. 
is going to be available Thursday. Like you, like you as an individual person can access it, companies, businesses, other schools, other things, like it's a public good, right? So like being able, and you know, the question I asked at the media briefing, there are so many things that we get from space exploration in terms of other commodities, in terms of businesses creating other things. Just this um, launch of the telescope alone, um, the way they had to tune the mirrors, those gold mirrors that you know we were talking about, um, actually changed the way LASIK so surgery is going to be done. Like there's a process they did that is now can be applied to LASIK surgery. Right. Like, so, the, wow. it's, it, you know, people think that like, oh, why are we spending, you know, millions or billions of dollars or whatever on space exploration when, you know, there's other things going on? I believe you can do multiple things um, and you who knows what will come of it. Right. Like all of the things that we get from that. All right. I'm so into it now that I'm caught up with For All Mankind. Oh, my God. That's my Man. show right now. OK. Now, I, I will say this, even though, you know, they they have like an alternate w outcome. What if the Russians had landed on the moon first? Mars, now we're in Mars, we're, we're landing yep. on Mars. And it's, you know, I just feel like the, the I was talking about the rap music. You know, the guy, the Russian learned how to speak English listening to NWA. And I was like, oh, I'm so sick of this. But you have a, a, a black woman leading your whole and came and rescued your ass. But that's all black people in the ghetto. Right. Like, what the hell? Like, there's such a isn't it, that's art imitating life because people can use our art and use our product and then be like, you know, ghetto. And I'm like, I don't know which like you literally work beside me. <laughs> yeah, but you're different. But you're di you're different. No, you're like, no. All of us are. <laughs> and by the way, Karen. Like the folks at NASA are just so approachable. So I'm sure there are plenty like with other different personalities, but like every sister I approached today was like, oh, sure, let's talk. Like the, the chief of staff at the Space Center is a black woman. The head of communications, a black woman. The man that saved this project overall, like I just randomly walked up to him to talk and he was like, oh, let's do the show. Like this is like, wow, uh, this great and open and, um, you know, just want to talk about like the work that they've done. So it, it is just really great. All right. I, I do have a, 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 a spiritual question. All right. If okay. we're all stardust, if we're all, you know, made from these star particles, how is it possible that human beings are the, the most sentient? How, how's it possible that we're, we're the, you know, how is this possible in a world with oh, Herschel Walker and Donald Trump, how is in the entire universe, it, how is it possible that this is it? So you're talking to the wrong person because I get into arguments with Miles, with my husband all the time about this because I tell him that trees are, first of all, I can't say the word correctly. It's sentient and like he corrects me on it all the time. I can't say it He's correctly. He's a teacher. I He's know. a teacher. That's right. okay. So I can't say it correctly. Don't come for me. Like, I know I can't. Okay, so I tell him all the time that trees and plants are sentient. And he was like, Joy, th there's a difference between having life and having, I was like, no, trees are aware. Because I was like, they just do like, so, so I, be I don't believe that we are the only ones with the in an intelligent ca uh, capabilities that we say we have. I think we are analyzing things and creating a definition 
that feeds this narrow view. Um, sort of that like whiteness. Ter- Could we? Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! Is it possible? Right. So, you- yeah, guys, all views matter. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. Come on. No, so no. I. So that's what I believe. Like I feel the same way about animals, about like you know plant life. Because if you watch. Um, uh, there's another PBS documentary about nature that they just released one about plants, about green life or whatever. And what trees will do, what plants will do, one, to um, to spread their species, to get light, to get water. Now, they don't, you can't see them walking. You can't see them, you know, like do or whatever, but they do. They move towards the sun. They will, a tree dies, like they will go and like... The, like they will move out of the way, like make space for their young, like for younger trees to grow. Like all of that happens. Like you can't tell me that that's not just something like you're just like, oh no, it just isn't. Like, no. Well, it's just, like, it but we are the only species that has, well, that's not true either. I was going to say the ability to take out all other species. Nope. But no, we're not. Other, yeah, but yeah, there's wind and well, rain. The- Another way to look at this is the example I did, and it's very similar to what Eljoy is talking about here, is UV light is light we can't see. That's just because our vision, our eyeballs, do not see on that spectrum of light. We just can't communicate. There's great books, Secret Lives of Plants. So Mm -hmm. good. Talks all about this stuff, with connecting with the plants and stuff. I'm into plants now because of that book, and I talk to the plants. I say, what's up to my plants? I pet my plants sometimes. Don't be creepy, but yeah, it's fun. (laughs) That's a but it's, but, all, but 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 it, it, yes, it's it's you talk about like not being able to see it. just because we can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. Yep. Doesn't mean it's not happening. So also the, you aliens. can see that in the images. Once you see you see the Hubble image, the Hubble image. And then when you put it side by side, because you can see some of those side by side pictures. Um, I think it's the Carina Nebula you can see. And it's like Hubble took a picture of it. This is the um, ner- uh, the. I think the star being born, whatever. Um, And then um, you put it side by side of what James Webb sees now. And you're like, oh, wait, there's a whole nother (laughs) like ring. We we have a small perspective that, you know, ooh, that's fascinating. And I don't think we spend enough time because our egos won't allow us to have the capacity because then that means we're not the greatest. If we have to. Yeah, and there's why nothing you, wrong with that. Oh, this is so right. crazy and so appropriate. Because why are we taught that we have to be, like just even thinking about you being, the, that we're the center of the universe because we believe we're the only intelligence that exists and the only thing, whatever. But that doesn't mean we can't, like it do, others doesn't exist. So once you break that ego, right? Like what else could you learn? Like what else could you see? Hmm. How much further could you think and go if you weren't limited by that. And I, I say this to even people of faith who, you know, they ask me all the time, how can I have these beliefs um, and still believe um, in a higher power, still believe in God or whatever. And I was like, because my God isn't defined by a book. Like my God isn't defined by like, you know, so I like, always say I, my God is not so tiny. As right, the, like, why would you put your God in a box like that? Well, there's it um, in, in, um, uh, uh, the vampire Lestat or whatever, one of the books or whatever, um, where he's talking to like, obviously it's a hypothetical. It's not real. Right. And he, uh, um, uh, uh, is talking and is like, you know, why is, is your God so small or insignificant that he cares about like 
this small insignificant like thing compared to the vastness of the um of the creation he built like you know like and I always think about in context so me looking at space doesn't think about oh which is something I said to um you know scientists before they were like oh we proved that God doesn't exist I said you prove God doesn't have to not that God doesn't and I just continue to see more even exposing and learning more like it it doesn't limit it. it doesn't limit my ability to think about myself in like you know in that context so then it breaks the mold for me on what could god be if god wasn't confined into this very narrow not only book but also thought process that you know human beings who don't even know what they don't know like how can you confine an entity that you don't even know about <laughs> I, that's, why, that's why I have very you know I want to stop saying it even though I'm very pessimistic because the, the way in which the world is going right now it's like hunker down I, I don't want to open myself up to anything that I, that might actually make me question everything that I've been taught like I question everything I want to I want to know unknow and unlearn all of the things that are wrong and learn all of the things that might be possibly correct don't you want to be right don't you but doesn't it but doesn't it but that's a fear that's a level of fear that if i if i'm challenged on what i know i believe i'm sure on then i'm fearful of my grounding i'm fearful of like like i don't know this world i don't know this you know um existence because i've i've i've, I've grown up or i've thought this way for so long if I change it if I have new information like what will that say about me what will uh, it say that about you're my flexible belief? that you're nimble that you're that you're but that we're you're not smart but, like but we're not taught to do that right like right. we're taught to right. like you know a thing and that you know this is it and not that we get new information all the time and that is the beauty like on one hand, we say our brains have this power. We're the only ones to be able to do all of this stuff or whatever, because our brain power. And then on the other hand, we don't want to use it. All right, let's take some calls. Eljoy Williams is here. Uh, 866-801-8255 is the number. Sina Gaznavi as well. Let's go to Nick and Philly. Philly, hi. Oh, hey, Karen. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, Eljoy. And what's up, Sina? What's up? Hey there. Um, I, I just want to co-sign one point you made about plants communicating. Uh, I am a scientist, been in grad school for several years now, and we've like parents data showing that science, like plants, when if you cut uh, a root of a plant, it fills it all the way through its leaves and things like that. So plants can definitely communicate. Look, Eljoy is not like that. Have yeah. you cut? Have you cut a root? lately Eljoy? now i've been pulling up weeds in my backyard well, weeds don't count <laughs> let me ask weeds nick does a, does a weed count because it's, it's invasive they, they count and i'm showing them just me hollers every time you pull them oh oh okay now thanks Paul. i mean come I have on. to talk to them and be like i'm sorry y'all i'm yeah so you sorry. gotta go weeds. messing up my grass my good grass like <laughs> yeah it, but then we eat dandelion leaves and that's supposed to be healthy so uh, and then uh, cannabis is a big thing and that's a giant weed so we we might need to rethink everything. Um, but I appreciate Eljoy, you being out in them science streets. Uh I I love following your journey. Y'all should follow her at, if you're not, make her following take it over to the hundred thousand mark. L Joy Williams on the Twitters and of course at Sunday Civics. I'm so, so happy 
uh, that you got to experience this and, uh, beautiful beautiful thank you for inviting us on the journey with you thank you thank you for having me and for me to share oh i i can't wait to talk off mic we got some stuff to do eljoy williams hey this is karen hunter you can listen to the karen hunter show live every monday through friday at 3 p.m east on sirius xm urban view channel 126 or anytime on the sirius xm app